0: While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now tune in, get ready, and enjoy the journey of emerging as a leader of exception in the 21st century.
1: Welcome everyone to the Find Your Leadership Confidence podcast. I'm your host, Vicki Nethling, coming to you from Roswell, Georgia. The goal of this podcast is to bring topics and guests to empower you to be able to take your business or your life to the next level. Today, I am so excited to have Jason Skisik as my guest. And let me just tell you a little bit about Jason. He is a US Army veteran coach and an entrepreneur evangelist. He is a father, a husband, a fighter and carrier of all heavy things. (laughs) His company Spear and Clover helps businesses with passionate leaders, talented teams and strong playbooks go from contenders to dynasty organizations. He leads the Spear and Clover Mastermind, a large group of like-minded entrepreneurs united in helping one another impact the world with their unique missions. You can also find Jason hosting a weekly Spear and Clover podcast available on YouTube and across all audio platforms. I chose the theme today to be how to succeed in business and still love your life. Please join me in welcoming Jason Skizik. Oh,
2: Vicky, thank you so much. You honor me with that wonderful introduction. I am so happy to be here. And as we record this right before the holiday season, yes. right before Christmas, I'm just so honored that you took the time to to make time to talk to me today.
1: I think this is a Christmas gift we're giving everyone. Uh, you have such a, a great background, and I think you're going to be sharing some wonderful information as we talk about you know, how to succeed in business. A lot of people in the last two years decided to chuck that corporate world, go into business, and then realize, Chase, I don't really know what the heck I'm doing. Yeah. And so people like us are there to help them. And that's the whole goal of this podcast is to really be able to connect. So I always start out with a really easy question to not tax your brain too much. Where do you call home? Where do you live?
2: It's a great question. Uh, so it's two answers. One is I live in the Indiana Dunes National Park um, <laughs> outside of Chicago, and it's absolutely oh, beautiful. are so- We're stuck inside of a snow globe today. We have a a little bit of a blizzard going on outside. Um, But I will tax my brain a little bit and go a little deeper because I always used to get yelled at in the army when we were living in Iraq, (laughs) because I would be like, you guys ready to go home? And everybody would get so upset that I would call these barracks in this 120 degree desert home. Uh, And and so what I'll tell you is home is wherever the people that you care about are and and, and wherever you lay your head at night. So I've been carrying home around with me for many years.
1: That, that is so true and so beautiful. You know, for me, I've lived actually here in in Atlanta longer than I lived in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. But when I go home, I go home to Pittsburgh, right? It's,
2: yeah, yeah. I hear and that. And it's where
1: the family is. It's no matter what. All right. We're going to get into this. Um, if you all have not grabbed paper or pencil or a, a tablet to, to take notes, you should, because we're going to be sharing some great information Let's do it. The first thing is how can you achieve big hairy long-term goals in your business? Please tell us. (laughs)
2: Well, so it's a great question, Vicki. I think that everybody that, especially those people that are starting out as entrepreneurs, they mm-hmm. start it because they have passion and, and they see the world as it could be, and they can't help but take action to make yeah. it happen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so by definition, you you all, if you're listening to this and are one of those folks, have a big goal that you'd like to mm-hmm. accomplish. And unfortunately, one of the reasons why we so rarely see folks achieve these big hairy goals is, is is actually because we don't understand the steps that it'll take to get us from where we're at now to those goals that we want to get to out into the future. Mm-hmm. And that's why one of the very first things that I do when I work with entrepreneurs is ask them to set their goals uh, as a starting point. Um, and then we start wow. to look at, okay, if it's I want to make a million dollars, that's like the, the obvious example, <laughs> I want to make a million dollars and I want to work 20 hours a week or whatever it is, uh, which is totally fine. <laughs> Which is totally fine, and it's actually doable. But the the um, what I need to understand after that is what are the steps that take us from that bridge us from where we're at now to that point. And mm-hmm. so we have to start to ask those those uh, pretty easy questions. There's just a lot of them. Um, and I like to break those down into sort of quarterly, monthly, mm-hmm. weekly, and then daily mm-hmm. goals that'll help us to achieve that. Um, You know, one of the reasons why we call our company Dynasty Defined, it's a sports metaphor, right? Um, there's dynasty organizations, the Steelers, of course, being one of them. <laughs> I
1: was just going to say. Yeah. Yes.
2: Um, And and there's a reason why those organizations set goals and achieve them so well, so consistently over time. And it's not a single coach and it's not a single player and Mm -hmm. it's not a single playbook. It's the organization has an identity of winning and Mm -hmm. that identity has frameworks that are capable of integrating people into it and getting them out on the team to go win championships. Right. And so why is it that if I caught Uh, a brand new Pittsburgh Steeler who'd never walked into the training facility on his way in on his very first day I could ask him his lifetime goal and he would say I want to go to the hall of fame and I'd say how are you going to get there he's going to say I'm going to win multiple championships with the Steelers and how are you going to get there we're going to win this championship by winning these key games against our rivals and how are you going to get there well I'm going to go through these doors right now I'm going to do this many sets and reps of these exercises I'm going to work with these coaches and these players I'm going to learn these plays and so this person knows more about going. to the hall of fame on his very first day on the job mm-hmm. than almost any employee at anybody listening to this was uh, organization. Yeah.
1: And, and it's so often that people aren't patient enough yeah. to do the yeah. little steps, the little things yeah. that compound over time that before you know it, Oh my God, I achieved a goal. I achieved a success. And yeah, it's, it's really that mindset that you have to have.
2: It is. And I also like to think about inputs as opposed mm-hmm. to outputs. Mm-hmm. And so one of my goals next year is I want to attend jujitsu 150 times. I can control that unless I get yeah. knock on wood injured, I can control how many times I walk through that door. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I do that, it's very likely that I'll compete or that I'll win a match or whatever the other goals might be based on the in- the output. Right.
1: And and I think that's important too, that once you get to that goal yeah, and you have to keep stretching yourself. You have to keep yeah. pushing outside of your comfort zone. So you keep growing. Yeah. If you think, you know, I'm just going to get there and that get that million dollars and then I'm right. stopping, then you're not going to be happy. Most likely.
2: most likely. No. And in fact, it's funny you say that because a lot of times that's one of the things that I'll explain to somebody as mm-hmm. I'm sort of helping them. Cause my goal is to never tell someone they can't do anything.
0: Yeah. However,
2: Imagine we set that goal of a million dollars in a year. That's $83,000 in a month. Well, what if their last month was $20,000? And the next month they have a $25,000 month. Well, gosh, that's the best month they ever had, Vicky. And they're still losers because they've missed their their goal 83, of that $83,000. Yeah. Exactly. And so, mm-hmm. you know, the last thing you want is to condition your team who's out there doing their best to, to help you win that they're losers because they haven't somehow weighed yeah. the magic wand and you know, quadrupled output in 30 days.
1: Right. I, I love to, to look at, you know, the quarterly goals
2: mm-hmm.
1: and I, and also that you say, you know, but to get the quarterly goals, you have to look at the weekly and the daily, uh-huh. yeah. and, you know, how many people spend Sunday to, to plan for their week to see, you know, what are they going to do? And, and just because you're not going to a nine to five every day, you really have to discipline yourself to do that kind of work.
2: Yeah, you're right. I actually heard yesterday, a really great, um, Uh, words of wisdom. And then that was every day deserves 15 minutes of planning. Every Mm -hmm. week deserves an hour. Every month deserves, you know, half a day and every quarter deserves a day and every year Mm -hmm. deserves a retreat. I forget who said that, but uh, Mm -hmm. it was a guest on my show that had said it to me, but I forget who is the quote for that. That's great. Yeah.
1: All right. Next is how can an entrepreneur be successful and love their life at the same time? (laughs)
2: <laughs> well, for starters, Vicki, I would start by defining what success means to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, because for me, uh, success means having a business that makes an impact on the world in a way that I'm passionate about. But it also means that I have time every single day to, t- to spend time with my family and with my friends if I choose to, as well as to take some time for self-care. And so for me, um, my definition of success, how do I achieve that? Well, I start with a perfect week calendar, which is seven days that are blank. Mm -hmm. And I fill in my non-negotiable time with my family. I fill in my non-negotiable time with my my gym and my personal self-care stuff. And then I fill in the rest of that time with work. And the funny thing is, Vicky, while I'm playing with my daughter, which I did all day today because our power was out or our internet was out um, while I'm playing with my daughter, I'm mentally, I'm kind of going through my checklist of what really needs to get done. And then while I'm at the gym, mentally, I'm driving there. I'm thinking about what needs to be get done that way. When it is time to go to work, I run into the office and I just, I cannot wait to pour out the amount yeah. of valuable yeah. work. That's already 90% of the way done. Um, just because I've been spending time doing those other things. And so, yeah. um, I think a lot of times, unfortunately, people are conditioned to think that success is is something that once they get there, they might not actually enjoy.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true. And, and also, I think an important point you made is that the time that you take away from that task that you're trying to do can be the time that you solve a problem. Oh, yeah, you know, that that your brain kind of shuts down from that trying to solve it to actually solving it you know I I sometimes do it uh, steaming my floor oh yeah sure you know or taking a walk and it's it wasn't the purpose wasn't to solve the problem but as my mind quiets down it suddenly can be a better tool to solve things
2: yeah, that's, that's a really excellent uh, couple of different ways. My number one advice is take a walk. But but I actually mm-hmm. think those like uh, doing the dishes is another one for me. Right. But I can understand where when you're steaming the floor or you're vacuuming, you're doing this sort of um, or mowing the lawn. I used to have it mowing yeah, the lawn. Thank you. uh, when you're doing that kind of regimented thing where you don't, you're paying attention in some ways. I think it's called beta waves. The brain's producing beta waves and you find mm-hmm. that flow state pretty easily. Um, but yeah, it's funny that we we share that.
1: Yeah, because you're not really thinking about what you're doing, right. and that allows your brain to really yeah. think about other things.
2: Yeah, driving, stuff like that.
1: So you talk about core values a lot on your podcast. and mm-hmm. So how do you develop true core values as an entrepreneur?
2: It's a great question, Vicki. I think, first of all, the thing that people when people mostly think of uh, core values, what they think of is the day that they filed their LLC, the day that they uh, started their business, somebody probably along the way told them, and you're going to need a mission statement and core values. And they're <laughs> just like, oh, I'm so excited to get out there and impact the world. Uh, let's Google McDonald's and Apple and Best Buy and Home Depot and UPS and, and whichever ones of those core values that we like the most, let's put them on our thing. And then let's slide them in a desk drawer and close it forever, never to be heard from again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so one of the first things I do is I ask folks what they are. And usually that's the story I get. Um, And so what I'll tell you is, in my opinion, and certainly it changed my life in many zeros behind it, uh, is your core values are already within you, and they're already what got you to where you're at. They're exactly who you show up as as every single day. And so in the present, there's nothing you can do to stop your core values. They are the embers that burn inside of you, that make you who you are, good, bad, or otherwise. It's up to you whether you decide to reveal what those are and try to define them in a meaningful way where now you can use them as what I call like a five-sided puzzle piece that I can hold up to the past and understand why things worked really well or didn't work for some Mm -hmm. reason and I couldn't figure it out, or I can hold them up to the future, whether that's a potential hire, an opportunity, a joint venture, some, some path that I may go down. It's very easy for me now to evaluate people and opportunities based on these five core values that i've developed um but frankly they were there anyway it's only taken me out of the present now that because i know what they are
1: and it also i think helps you in those tough decisions about do i take this next project client whatnot on Do, do, do they align with my core values
2: yeah, I, I'll give you an example. So I have an assistant right now. I, I spent a year, I retired for a year after I sold two companies in two years. Uh, and when I started the next company, I brought on one person. Um, and he's, he's, an he's just an A. He's not a VA. He's an A. He, he lives here. Uh, we do jujitsu together. So he's just an assistant. Uh, I've never said that before, but it is funny. Uh, and uh, and when we met, I had I was actually helping him go through his core value work. Mm-hmm. And what we revealed was well, there's one core value that him and I didn't share um, that was a little bit conflicting. And so one of the nice things was I knew this person, I knew that in his role he could, he could have we could have this mismatch, but we knew it. And so there was this language where now we go, hey, you know, because you like to work like this, and because I like like to work like that, here's how we can navigate that and work together. So you can even find ways to collaborate when there's when there's a mismatch as well.
1: I always say, you know, my husband and I are complete opposites and we've been married almost 44 years. And I think it's because we are not the same, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't want to hire all of you um, Mm. because the creativity and innovation comes from that, that difference of opinions, of thoughts, of ideas. I totally agree. um, I think a lot of people miss that. They think, oh no, I'm going to hire you because you're just like me. (laughs) It's like, Yeah. yeah. If
2: you can be in the same boat going towards the same direction, then -hmm. it's only to your benefit to have a different point of view, right? That's, that's a really nice way to put it.
1: So I talked about my husband just a moment ago. Um, What is the best way for spouses to work together as entrepreneurs?
2: This is a good example or this is a good question because this is something uh, I don't do it as often as I used to. I used to coach gym owners and a lot of gym owners are husband wife teams yeah. and now I coach um just entrepreneurs at large and so few of them fewer of them have been uh you know male female partners but um for starters uh when I met my wife um it was the first time that a disagreement was very, very small in relation to my affection for her. And so because of that, it made everything easy.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: so then when we eventually a couple of years in decided to have her be a full-time employee and she was never really a partner in that business but she was definitely a full-time employee and I definitely weighed her uh, her input very heavily. Mm-hmm. Um, I simply did the same thing. I viewed her, my my desire for her to work with the company on an infinitely long timeline. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, any obstacle that we encountered day-to-day um, became minuscule in, in in comparison. And so the, this very, very long road with a very, very far horizon, any problem instantly becomes a pebble, right? Yeah, and nice. then separately, day-to-day, um, a lot of the things were keeping our roles somewhat separate. Mm-hmm. And so I just trusted her. She knew the the horizon and the path we were going towards. And I trusted her to do her stuff, which was typically things like event planning, uh, marketing, uh, to some extent, um, and and keeping the tribe at the gym that we were running at the time mm-hmm. happy, um, whereas my stuff was much more focused on the sales end of it and the the actually programming the fulfillment for our clients and things like that. And so, um, yeah, the biggest thing would just be to look at it on a long, long timeline. And then just to go back to um, core values, when I work with partners in general, but especially husbands and wives, uh, they each do individual core value work. And then what we do is we kind of layer them together Mm -hmm. to come up with what the company's core values are based on what they energize within that Mm -hmm. company. Very
1: good. That's a smart way to do it. Yeah. So how does fitness and health help me to find success as a leader and as a business owner?
2: I think that confidence is not mental. I think (laughs) that confidence is physiological. Mm -hmm. And so when you walk into any room or any situation um, I think your confidence stems from how well you've been prepared for that and mm-hmm. how you feel about the things that you've done to prepare for that. Mm-hmm. And ultimately Vicky, we really are only like two things. We're like our brain and our consciousness and mm-hmm. our body. Mm-hmm. And so if 50% of that is an afterthought, mm-hmm. it's very difficult for me to walk into any room confident. Yeah. Um, and so what I would say is um, your body, your your experience in this world is at the behest of your body. Mm-hmm. Your brain can have all the desires it wants. And if your body says no, then it's no. And mm-hmm. so what I've found is not only uh, by staying healthy and keeping the the machine that moves my brain around uh, makes me think clearer I have more energy yeah. I'm more attractive to other people I find myself uh, more inspired um, things become more easy my confidence is better mm-hmm. um, but I can live longer um, I can spend the money to go on a beach and feel comfortable while I'm there mm-hmm. uh, and so to me it's just universally better to take care of our body in the same way that I would say an entrepreneur who is great at sales and terrible at fulfillment is not a good entrepreneur. I would say an entrepreneur who is great at business and ignores their family and their body is also not a great entrepreneur.
1: I would tend to agree. Uh, You know, That's why whenever I started my business, it was after I started my other business for anti-aging and wellness, because I thought, okay, I'm 60 and I want to be here for a while, but I don't want to be a quality of life that is not one that will allow me to do all the things I want to do. Uh-huh. And so for me, I agree completely that you have to have that self-care. A lot of my podcasts deal with that self-care and, and being um, confident as a result of it.
0: You know, uh-huh. I, want,
1: I want you to be able to speak on any platform and I don't want you to say, but I don't want to because of the way I look or the way I feel. And, um, and we know being a business owner can be taxing on you. So definitely finding ways to be healthy.
2: And and also, I just can't even imagine having this conversation with you if I was in pain or tired oh, yeah. or oh, yeah. you know had a terrible stomach ache or you know what I mean, I, and so these these things all stem from our bodies. And I think uh, I think it's convenient that culturally over the last few decades we had placed this idea of you know a gym person as being stupid or something like that. Uh, but truthfully, the great philosophers of all time were were also warriors and musicians and poets. So um, I think that a life well lived kind of leads us down many different paths
1: awesome so how can entrepreneurs fill their days with only the work that gives them energy and still be successful
2: I think it would be very difficult for me to be successful if I filled my days with things that didn't give me energy. Um, and so I was blessed, Vicky, to be born with Spirit of the Puppy, which is one of my core values. But many folks call that ADD. Uh, some folks call that entrepreneur's disease. Um, but what it means is is that if I'm not interested in something, I just... I can't really do it. I can, I can get it done, but I can't really energize it in the way that I can passionately and enigmatically get it done Mm -hmm. if I am interested and focused in it. Mm -hmm. And so what I've become personally is a shepherd of my own attention span, like those YouTube videos of (laughs) like the sheep on a hillside in in, uh, (laughs) Ireland or something. Uh, And so my attention span is is going to go towards those things that I'm really interested in, mm-hmm. and fortunately, what I've been able to do is erect scaffolding around that, or or, or like uh, bumpers, like in a bumper pool yeah. uh, keep or bumper ball, to keep me focused yeah. on those things that that generate wealth and generate impact on the world and help other people. Um, and then what I've found is well, gosh, I've met folks that are super passionate about maintaining spreadsheets. I, I, was, an, I was an underwriter at, uh, at a very large bank for several years. And I'll tell you right now that those folks love keeping <laughs> dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And there's people out there that love working on creating um, new um, art for Canva to, to be used for social media or editing video or any number of different things. And so what I find is for the most part, um, I can focus as the entrepreneur on those things that I can bring the most impact with, which are also the things that give me energy. Yeah. Vicki, I've never recorded a podcast and not gotten off that call with more energy than when I got on. And so that's how I know this is something that I should be doing. Um, however, if I were to be writing a journal or a blog, this would drain energy from me. Mm-hmm. And so I don't do that. Yeah. Um, but if that's something that needs to be done for my company I have two choices I can either find someone who is a, co- a core value fit that <laughs> loves to do that right or yes. <laughs> or I will admit that over time as I've matured and and become a grown up um I've <laughs> <laughs> I've found ways to 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 connect something that maybe in the short term I don't enjoy to the desired outcome mm-hmm. so for instance if I knew if Vicky was my client and I knew that she really needed the step-by-step instructions for how to achieve something mm-hmm. well I would sit down and I would draw those and and I could connect that to the outcome which would be mm-hmm. Vicky's ultimate success your
1: puppy went to puppy school for a while <laughs> yeah a little bit yeah I can
2: I can sit and stay now even when there's a, a tasty treat across the room for sure
1: awesome. <laughs> It was funny. One of my uh, rapid fire questions was that um, military mindset and yep. spirit of puppy. Yeah. Yeah. We can still discuss that a little bit. Um,
2: Absolutely. I'd earlier. love to.
1: The and last question before rapid fire is that I'm an expert. I help people to be comfortable in, in speaking and to really get their energy and their passion out there, as well as the leadership from your heart, your head and your hands. So I'm that expert. How can I possibly replace myself in business?
2: I mean, that's a great question. There's there's many different ways. I would say, one, we're doing it right now, right? You've created a platform for you to leave a legacy, even if you're still around, leave a legacy permanently, You leveraging one of two infinite things you can leverage, which is code. We're right now using code and media. So there's going to be a podcast where your thoughts and your expertise and your um experience can be leveraged for many, many years to come, many, many different times. Um, And so- you know, there's there's certainly ways where, you know, I have a friend, Brendan Kamarasami, who's uh, a speaking yeah, I know coach. Brandon. Yeah, Brendan's great. And, and we yes. stay close. We, we've become close since our, our interview initially. Um, But either way, he has a course that lives uh within code and media. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, instead of being able to work with somebody one-on-one, you can sort of codify that into Mm -hmm. something that can be done many, many times. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also say that as an entrepreneur, there's two words that ring through my head at all times, and they are uh, scalability Mm -hmm. and undeniable, right? Mm -hmm. And so I want to become undeniably good at what I do. And then I want to choose a medium to be good at what I do that is scalable. And so if the choice is for me to come to a room, sit across from you at a desk and tell you everything that I know, Well, that's going to cost you a million (laughs) dollars, but I could create a course that gets you 99% of that, of the way there, or maybe 95% of the way there that maybe I could sell for $99 that many times. And so, so you can see there where I'm leveraging something that's infinitely reproducible media Mm -hmm. and code. um, And, and it's just much, it's just far superior than the older model of leveraging like human capital or even your own time. Right.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. It's much better to do group coaching than one on one. Absolutely. There's so much only so many hours in the day. But if I can do, you know, 25 people in an hour, I can't do 25 people in one day because there's only 24 hours.
2: <laughs> and, and and then and then there's a world where I mean listen, this is not new. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the very first radio show or even the printing press, arguably, right? Is mm-hmm. an example of, you know, good ideas, you know, the the greatest authors they wrote it once yeah. and then it's been reproduced how many billions of times from there i mean so whether yeah. it's william shakespeare or the bible or ayn rand or any of these <laughs> really impactful authors of, in history yeah. um you know this is this is not new to us but it is something that's not apparent when you're an entrepreneur who thinks that you have to be the one that breaks down the barriers oh, yeah that you have to wear all the hats and you have to kick down the walls and you have to make it happen. And so part of what I do is I work with who I call magicians. These are people who think that they do magic. They've got <laughs> magic between their ears and they they have magic between their ears and, and all they've done to get from point zero to point one is break down brick walls and, and wear all the hats. And I help to, to to teach them to understand how to codify that magic into science, because ultimately that's the only way that we're going to be able to impact the world.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, teaching leadership, you see that all the time where the leader has the hardest time delegating. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, for me, I think that's why I love being a teacher and facilitator because I want to share what I know so that you can grow. And when I see you grow, then I feel that I've, you know, actually achieved part of my goals.
2: But that's a mature point of view. And it's one that required you to trust in you not being the one that had to do everything. Mm. And so there's this beautiful butterfly paradox of I'm a beautiful butterfly who's capable of this magic. Mm. And why can't everybody do what I do? Yeah. I get so angry. And it's like, well, the actual truth is you're angry at yourself because you haven't taken the time to tell them exactly how to do it.
1: Yeah. And and trust that there are different ways to get the same end result. Absolutely. I always tell people, Absolutely. you know, I love GPS that because I can go and I'm going the wrong way and GPS is trying to root me the right way or I'm going that's, the right way and GPS is telling me I'm going the wrong way but I know that I'm going the right way that's so, a brilliant
2: thought there's there's something in there you could you could chew on that for a little bit that's yeah. pretty good
1: yeah yeah I I use I like that it. all the time it's, yeah. it's to me it's just so visual to mm-hmm. be able to think about it you know all right. It's time for rapid fire, everybody. So uh, this is where I have about five questions that he's going to answer very quickly to uh, give us some information. And if it t- intrigues you and you want to know more than you know, you can go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and comment or to go to his website and we'll tell you in a few minutes how to do that. So the first is, um, and we talked about this earlier, but what steps just you know the the basics should i do to try to uncover my core values what great question what should i go through
2: i mean literally step by step this is not rocket science i happen to be very good at facilitating it um but uh, I would start by writing down a series of words and phrases that are unique to you. So what are you? So for me, spirit of the puppy was the result of <laughs> high energy, loves to try new things. If you walked into my gym and I was in the back, I was, hey, how you doing? I'm like running towards the front of the room. Uh, I never get, I never lose energy from being around other people. So these that was the result of of that process. Mm-hmm. So starting by writing down words and phrases that describe you, they describe, uh, and this is unique to me. Um, I then take the second step is I take this very long list Um, I I will also go to my mom or my wife or uh, a friend um, and, Mm -hmm. and get them to actually give me some input as well. I add those in. So that's step one is getting this really nice comprehensive list. Step two is I start to put, put it into silos. And I think I'm the only person that does it this way because most core value generation, uh, work that I've seen done really focuses on you as a person, Mm -hmm. but I like to know, okay, well, who are you as a person, but also let's get a bucket of words and phrases that describe how you work at your best. Mm -hmm. And let's get a bucket of words and phrases that describes how you communicate with others. Well, how do you collaborate well? Mm -hmm. And then let's get a, a bucket of series of words and phrases that are what motivates you, what gets you out of bed in the morning and and really excited to take on the day. And so by doing that, we have more dimension. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say we have this nice four or five sided puzzle piece that we can hold up to the world and determine if it's going to be a good fit for us or not.
1: Yeah, I like to how you talk about having other people because that inside sometimes That fear factor comes in and we're afraid to ask people, but that's where everything good lives, isn't it? Yes, that's so true. It's like, okay, you know, the mirror doesn't lie.
2: No, it doesn't.
1: Three takeaways from the balancing of life and work. What what should be three things that you can give our nuggets that you can give the audience for balancing life and work?
2: Um, you know, one would probably be that if you're asking yourself that question you're probably doing one of two things. You're probably pursuing something that you don't love as much as you should, or you're doing it in such a way where you've forgotten the other elements of your life that need need attention. And so what I would say is to think about your life like a three-chambered heart. There's your business or professional, there's your social and family, and then there's yourself, your your inner peace, right? And if you want to only put blood in one of those chambers, just understand that you're starving the other two. Mm -hmm. And that the only way to really increase the total... Circumference of that heart is by focusing on all of those three equally, and that's a requirement of folks in my mastermind is that we all will pursue business, personal, and so and social and family equally. And I think mm-hmm. that's the only way to to live a, a balanced and healthy life.
1: And if you use that analogy, if a heart doesn't have blood going to it and those other two chambers, you're not going to live long.
2: No, you're not. And that's yeah. exactly the point. And I think, I think. It's funny how many of these stories are right in our face, whether it's the lottery winner who won the $100 million and then died of you know, alcohol addiction, or whether it's the movie star that we see breaking up for the fifth time in a row or mm-hmm. the children that you know, all of these things, that, these stories that we see right in our face and each one of us deep down in our heart goes, yeah, but if I just get that million, everything will be great. Uh, and it's just not true. I, right, I mean, right. you know, I, I've seen some success in my life. Certainly you seem to have as well, based on this beautiful backdrop. <laughs> uh, and, and I can just tell you that, you know, the things that make me happy are the fact that my daughter gets so excited to spend time. Yeah. with me when I see her or, or that my wife still wants to go out on dates with me mm-hmm. or that, or that I can't, I can't think of a business partner or a client that probably would have 10 bad things or 10 bad words to say about me, you know? Nice,
1: nice. do you have grand boys. <laughs> 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 They're not best. All, All right. So what is the hardest thing you've experienced when moving into entrepreneurship from what you were doing before?
2: I was born to do <laughs> podcasting and to be an entrepreneur, but part of what made me born for it was that I had a really big mouth and really small ears. And what I've found is the only way for me to have gotten success, that got my foot in the door, but the only way for me to have gotten success was to shut the hell up and open my ears. And so my <laughs> ears have grown three grown three sizes in the last few years and my mouth has shrunk quite a bit, even though mm. I still use it all the time. Yeah.
1: That's one of the things I teach is the importance of active listening. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially whenever you're first meeting and networking, everybody that's networking needs to remember that. Listen more yeah. than you talk. All right.
2: Oh my God. I actually have a course on networking and I could, <laughs> I could spend the rest of your night talking about it
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's what yeah. I find a lot. Whenever I do these podcasts, it's like we, we unravel the onion enough yeah. that, um, there are 15 more podcasts that we can do to just spend yeah. and focus just on that one topic.
2: Well, only the only thing I'll say about it is this, here's how you network. First of all, don't think about it in terms of networking. Like Vicki, if I ever saw you at a Christmas party or a bar, I'd want to bring you in and give you a big hug and hear about your day and get to know you. Mm-hmm. And if you ever reached out to me, I'd be so excited to talk to you in the future. If you can be that way about the relationships you develop yeah. in business, I don't know if you call that networking or not, but you're going to be undeniable in this world of commerce. If you Mm -hmm. can, if you can actually help people and connect people, um, I call it making business babies when I connect people that go off and (laughs) and do cool stuff. Um, And so that's, that's all I'll say about that. But I I believe it's, it's actually so much easier than LinkedIn would have us feel it is.
1: Uh, You know, and and I really, (laughs) I, I always feel like, I, I got a new friend after the yep. podcast is over. Yep. It's like, I, I, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like I've got a friend for life now. percent. And, yeah. and to me, it's not really followers or things. It's, I have all these friends, you yeah. know, that if you came to my door, I would have you in for dinner and make you some of my dip.
2: <laughs> I live in the dunes and I have taken multiple people that I met on podcasts <laughs> out bet. for walks in the dunes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Awesome. Yeah. All right. What is um, going to be in your highlight reel?
2: My personal highlight reel of my life? uh,
1: Thus far, what what would it entail?
2: Um, I'm pretty proud of my time in the army. I think I did some virtuous stuff while I was in the military. Uh, I'm very happy. The biggest thing I took away from being a gym owner for 12 and a half years. Um, the thing I'm most happy about is the relationships and the children that are, that are walking around today Mm -hmm. because their parents met at our gym, uh, and the friendships that I still see. I regularly still get invited to weddings because they met at our gym. Um, and then as far as for entrepreneurship, it's the business babies. It's, um, it's the people Mm -hmm. that that I have helped to get out of their own way or get around certain obstacles that then go on to make a bigger and bigger impact on the world. Um, And so if anything, you know, I hope to be featured on the highlight reels of many mountaineers as the Sherpa that helped them to the top.
1: That's so great. Yes, love it. And the last one, what's the um, been the most influential resource for you in your career?
2: probably just following the plus equals minus lifestyle of plus always having a mentor who I was not ashamed to ask stupid questions (laughs) and who was kind enough to give me those answers, whether I paid for them or not. I am I have several paid mentorships that I've had over the the years and as as well as a couple of not paid equals, I've just gotten the most out of anything, out of equals, out of peer-to-peer masterminding, Mm -hmm. which is why I'm building a tribe of my own. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then minus having mentees. Actually, I've found so much value in being able to do the thing, seeing an opportunity Object from one point of view is good, but man, when you start to teach it to mentees, right? Mm-hmm. When you start to teach it to somebody else, you have to occupy every dimension of that object. And so you get so much depth of uh, knowledge. And I think we call depth of knowledge wisdom. So, um, you know, for me, it's probably been the plus equals minus for sure, which is shout out yeah. to Scott Ferguson because that's his term that I got from him. That's yeah.
1: awesome. That's the first time I've ever heard that. So that's yeah. very good. All right. Yeah. It is time now for us to share my screen. This is the warning to all of you that are just listening that you need to, if you didn't listen to me in the beginning and get that paper and pencil, please go ahead and do that so that you can take down the information to how you can get in touch with Jason. Those of you that are watching, you can get a screenshot of this. I would recommend that.
2: And just while we're doing that, Vicki, here's what I would recommend. If you're still listening to this, it's for a good reason. It's because you like Vicky and what she's been putting out. And she pours her heart into this. I was mm-hmm. talking to her earlier about how many of these she's done in such a short time. She's almost doubled my output in almost <laughs> the same amount of time. And so first thing I would do is go like, follow and subscribe to Vicky's podcast, as well as check out her book. Unstoppable, and if you still have any uh, energy left after that, then please, by all means, find me at www.spearandclover.com. Uh, I would love to offer anyone listening to this a free test drive of our mastermind, the bi the bi monthly Spear and Clover Mastermind, um, and you can reach out to us for the ability to do that at our website. Um, my platform of choice is Instagram. You can find me at Jason Skiesick on Instagram or at Spear and Clover, um, but I'm also on all of the other platforms as well, except for
1: TikTok. And again, his website is uh, www.spearandclover.com. spearandclover.com. Spear Please go and check out Jason, check out his gifts, And go to Instagram, let him know what you thought of uh, what he talked about today, have a conversation. That's what it's all about. Well, it has been a real pleasure. I'm so happy that you were able to spend this day before, uh, two days before the big holiday to um, spend time with me. And especially uh, in this cold day in Atlanta and cold day where you are, you warmed my heart with your great words, great comments. Uh, confidence and um i wish you all the best for this next coming year.
2: Oh thank you Vicky i appreciate it so much and i uh, i also wish you a happy holidays and i hope you enjoy your new pantry.
1: Yeah i, I know.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so as always i encourage you to remember that life is a journey and it is up to you to enjoy the ride. This is Vicky Nettling signing
0: off.